How's everybody doing today? Good. It's good to see everybody. It's good to be with you. I want to welcome everybody listening at our Lone Tree Campus, at our Highlands Ranch Campus, at Castle Rock, at Lakewood, and anybody via live stream. <sighs> it's going to be tough when we get seven, eight, nine, ten campuses. It'll be just like, yeah, we're glad you're here. Okay, moving on. Hey, just in case you didn't know, that was Brian Regan, and we are talking about the essentials of our faith today. And how many of you know that uh, uh, a lot of times we think the essentials may not actually be what the essentials are? And I actually got to thinking, with all of the fires that have been going on, uh, when they get 30 minutes notice, you have to get out of your house. Um, How many of you know all of a sudden the essentials, all the stuff we have, all of a sudden we realize what really is essential in our life and, and what is not. And I thought that would just be a funny clip to, to play. We, Kim and I actually love Brian Regan. We listen to him all the time. And uh, I just thought it would set the stage. Get people laughing and then uh, they'll give you your hearts. That's, that was my hope. So, But hey, uh, as always, I'm going to start today by just opening up with a word of prayer. And I pray that you would uh, pray that God would come in and touch your heart. Here's one thing I want to say real quick. When I, I don't want to lose anybody because I'm gonna be talking about the essentials. Some of you might actually be thinking, oh, the essentials of, of my faith, I, I've got that, I don't actually need to listen to this. And I want, I want to tell you this, even uh, in preparing this message, I, I was amazed at how God was speaking to me new things about the essentials of my faith and what I believe in. And I don't want anybody to uh, turn a deaf ear to this message because I believe that God wants to speak to every single person that is listening to this message today. And so as I pray, would you pray and invite the Holy Spirit to come and speak to your heart. So Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the fact that you have given us the essentials of our faith and certain things that, um, that we can know, that we know, that we can walk with and, and talk with you with. And Lord, I pray that um, I would decrease and that you would increase in me so that I could communicate your heart and your life to the Uh, listeners that are hearing me right now. Lord, I pray that nothing would escape my mouth that is not led of you. And Lord, I pray that those words then would go out into um, everyone that hears them and would touch their hearts and their lives and make a difference in who they are. And Lord, we thank you for the fact that you died on that cross so that we could have the freedom uh, in this life to, to begin to explore and understand what eternity what our eternal life will look like. And we thank you for that in your name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Well, as you can imagine, it's going to be a little difficult for me to cover all of the essentials uh, in the 30 uh, minutes that I have with you today. So I just want to tell you real quick, we actually teach a class called Foundations. And Foundations is a class that goes over Christianity, what we believe, why we believe it, and helps us um, to understand uh, what Christianity is all about. We are going to be kicking that class off August 13th. Now there's three people that I want to encourage to go to that. One, if you are new to Christianity, or maybe you don't even understand Christianity at all, I want you to come to the class. It's a very non-religious, we come, we eat dinner, and then we kind of discuss some things about uh, the Christian faith and just go over those things, and I think that you will really learn a lot. The second person that I want to encourage uh, you to invite is actually a neighbor or a coworker and bring them along with you because if there's anyone in your life that you've been trying to share your faith and, and your belief system with, what a great way to help 
facilitate the seeds that you've been trying to plant than to come to a class in which they can get an understanding of what Christians believe and so that they can start to think through that process and, and understand that themselves. And then the third person is this. Anybody that has been saved maybe for a long, long time and you don't know how to defend yourself, you're saved, defend your faith, meaning like this. If somebody came up and said, how do you know the Bible is authentic and true? If you can't answer that question, this may be a great class for you. You can go online, jfc.org. You can sign up there. Um, one of the little tabs will say foundations class. Sign up, join us. It starts on Monday, August 13th. Love to have you be a part of that. All right, now, essentials. We're talking destinations. And uh, one of the things that we got to talking about as a teaching, a teaching team is there is no uh, other thing, I, I don't think, there's no other thing uh, in a regular life that we live, then travel to really bring out the essentials of, of what we need to take with us. Um, maybe, see if you can relate to this. When Kim and I uh, decide that we're gonna go on a trip, especially if it's a trip to, to somewhere really warm, um, let's say we're gonna go four days, or four nights, five days, and, and we're just gonna go have fun at the beach somewhere. Um, we have a different understanding of what the essentials are. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I think a lot of guys are like this. Uh, they're like, okay, I'm going to be in my swimming suit most of the time, so I've got one outfit that I'll fly there, and I'll just wear the same outfit on the way back. Um, I, it, 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 here's my motto. You take one to wear, okay, one to spare, and one to wash. That's all you need. Throw it into one of those oversized Ziploc bags. I'm good to go. Okay. Now, my wife's actually pretty good at this, but I know there are a lot of ladies that on a four-day trip, you may have six pairs of shoes. What? <laughs> Amen, I hear over here. Amen. What? And I hear the people at Lakewood, they may bring eight pairs of shoes. I'm not sure. But, ooh, wow. Sorry, okay. Keep it uplifting, Dan. All right. Uh, the essentials. It, it's amazing how, how we think through things when we go traveling. We decide, okay, we're not going to bring and pack up our whole entire house and bring it with us. We're going to take just the essentials. And you know what? Spiritually, we do this a lot of times too. You know, there's certain things that you may think are essential in regards to being a follower of Jesus Christ. Um, but I, I would submit to you that, you know what, a lot of those things aren't necessarily uh, essential. Do you realize that churches sometimes split over some of the dumbest reasons that could be possibly there? I once heard that a church split because of the color of carpet. Is that really an essential of your belief in Christ? Absolutely not. That actually has absolutely nothing to do with it. So the teaching team got together and we started talking about, okay, what really are the essentials when we go flying? What do we have to have? And one of the things that came up was, um, well, you know what? You really don't even need to pack clothes. Because ultimately, now I understand you may want clothes on the other side when you, when you land at your destination, but you really, when it push comes to shove, if you didn't have the bag, you could always go to a store and purchase clothes. So what are the absolute essentials? And so we got to discuss discussing about that, and we decided, really, there was only two things that you really needed, and that was, one, a ticket. You cannot fly anywhere without a ticket. You have to have a ticket. And the second thing, and they go hand in hand, as a matter of fact, when you go through security or you go to the ticket gate with your ticket, what do you hand them? Your ID. You have to have your ID. They will not let you get on that plane if you don't have those two things. So we talked about that, and I'm going to share some of that with you 
today uh, in regards to the essentials. But then I was praying uh, after we had met, and I felt like God show, showed me that there was actually one more essential that you need in regards to that, and that is this. Uh, you need a pilot. I remember one time Kim and I were traveling, and I don't even remember where we were going, but we were sitting in the airport, and they came over the, the loudspeaker and said, I'm sorry, this flight has been delayed. And I'm looking out there, the plane is there, um, and everything was okay. And uh, so I went up to the ticket window and I said, um, can you tell me why we're being delayed? And she goes, um, yeah, well, the pilots aren't here yet. <laughs> and so it is, it's, it's an important thing. And I want to actually correlate that to actual, our spiritual walk. In regards to our spiritual walk, what are really the essentials to what you and I believe in regards to Jesus Christ? And I want to submit to you that very similarly, similarly, they are the same thing. We need a pilot. And Christians believe that Jesus is their pilot. Okay? We need a ticket. And I'm going to teach you today that I believe that our ticket is a relationship with the pilot, with Jesus. And then we need an ID. And when I'm talking about an ID in our spiritual walk, I'm talking about an understanding of who you and I are in him, in Jesus Christ. And understand, this once again goes back to kind of the basics of what we believe as Christians, but I think it's very important, and I think we make a mistake as a church if we assume that everybody understands and gets this. Because the truth is, we live in a world that is pulling farther and farther and farther away from these essentials, and it's getting, it's getting all mix-matched in together as one. And um, let me, for instance, in regards to the pilot, and the interesting thing about this message, I was trying to put together, uh, you know, three smooth points with this, and I felt like the Lord said, um, they, they work together. There's not like point one, point two, and point three. And so I'm going to kind of go in between all three of those as the Holy Spirit leads. Um, we live in a world that um, would say this, there are many pilots. Does that sound familiar? All dogs go to heaven. Now, it may come as a surprise, or maybe it won't, but there are people in this room, whether you're, whether you're at Lone Tree, Highlands Ranch, Castle Rock, or Lakewood, there are people sitting with you that believe with all of their hearts that Jesus is their Lord and Savior, but they also believe that somebody who believes in Buddha or Muhammad, Muhammad are okay too. No shouting amen there, huh? We live in a world where it's starting to get confused. So let's talk about our pilot for just a minute. Jesus Christ, he walked and talked on this planet. There's historical evidence. And again, I don't have a whole lot of time to go into this, but there's historical evidence that Jesus walked and talked on this planet. As a matter of fact, there is a Jewish historian his name was Josephus, and he wrote this about Jesus. Now, I want you to understand, get this. He was not a Christian. He was not a Christ follower. He was a Roman historian that was recording history for their emperor. And here's, here's another interesting thing about that. This job was so important that if they got things wrong, that oftentimes they would be killed. So they had to keep accurate records. And this is what he wrote. 
Now there was about that time Jesus, a wise man, if it, lawful be, if it be lawful to call him a man. For he was a doer of wonderful works, a teacher of such men as received the truth with pleasure. He drew over to him both many of the Jews and many of the Gentiles. He was the Christ. And when Pilate, at the suggestion of the principal men among us, had condemned him to the cross, those that loved him at first did not forsake him. For he appeared to them alive again the third day, as the divine prophets had foretold these and 10,000 other wonderful things concerning him. And I love this part. And the tribe of Christians, so named for him, are not extinct to this day. Almost like, you know, we're expecting them to actually fade out. We're actually thinking they're going to be extinct. But right now, they're still following Christ. This is a Roman historian. Church, Jesus walked and talked on this planet. So if that's the case, then we have to weigh very carefully what he said while he taught on this planet. There's a book called More Than a Carpenter by Josh McDowell. I encourage you, if you've never read it, pick it up. It's a great read. But one of the things that he says is you have to wrestle and you have to uh, investigate and you have to really realize what Jesus said. See, Jesus walked and talked on this planet, and one of the things that he claimed to be while he walked on this planet is he claimed to be God. And what a lot of people will say about Jesus Christ in this world is they'll tell you he's, he was a great man. And church, I, think about that. Would a great man claim to be God? There's a man in prison right now. His name is Charles Manson. He claimed to be God. Raise your hand if you think he was a great man. But yet we allow people to say that in society about Jesus and let them get away with it because they don't think he was necessarily God, but they think he was a great moral teacher. You can't be that. As a matter of fact, C.S. Lewis says this in the book called Mere Christianity. I'm trying here to prevent anyone saying the really foolish thing that people often say about Christ. I'm ready to accept Jesus as a great moral teacher, but I don't accept his claim to be God. This is the one thing that we must not say. A man who said that sort of thing, I'm sorry, a man who said the sort of things Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He would either be a lunatic on the level of a man who says he's a poached egg, or else he would be the devil of hell. You must make your choice. Either this man was and is the son of God, or else a madman or something worse. You can shut him up for a fool, you can spit at him and kill him as a demon, or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. But let us not come up with any patronizing nonsense about his being a great human teacher. He has not left that open to us, and he did not intend to. This is our pilot. His name is Jesus Christ. He walked and talked on this planet. He claimed to be God. And he is either who he said he was or he's a liar or a lunatic. And I'm just telling you, a liar could not, never have done the things that he did. A lunatic could never have done the things that he did. Oh, see, I love teaching on this stuff. I could just go and go and go. Come to foundations. Okay, next. So your ticket. Your ticket represents a relationship with Jesus. While he walked and talked on this planet, in John 14, 6, he said this. Jesus answered them, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one. How many people does that mean? 
It's all. It's everyone. There's not a single person on this planet, no matter how sincere they are about their faith, no matter how sincere they are about what they believe, oh, but they give their life to Muhammad with everything they have. You know what? If you believed with everything you had that gravity didn't exist, does that change it? Oh, it makes it really simple when it comes to that, right? I'm telling you, Jesus walked and talked on this planet. He claimed to be God. He's either Lord, liar, or lunatic. And then he said, I am the only way to the Father. See, there's a lot of pilots. And depending on the pilot you choose to fly with is the ticket that you're going to get because we all end up with a ticket because there's only a couple things certain in life. I won't say one of them, but the other one is we're all going to die. We all are going to pass away. Thanks, Pastor Dan. That's really uplifting too. And where's your ticket? See, Jesus wants relationship with you. See, a lot of people think that that ticket, the destination stamped on that ticket, is heaven. And yes, that is one of the fruits of having that ticket, but I would submit to you today that actually the destination on that ticket is a relationship with the pilot. It's a relationship with Jesus Christ. Romans 10, 9 says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. See, it's very easy. A lot of people say Christianity is hard and you have to follow all these rules and regulations and that is just not true. God wanted relationship with you and I. He wanted to have fellowship with you and I and he made it very easy. Easy for us, very hard for Jesus. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever would believe in him could have eternal, everlasting life so that none should perish. God's heart is that no one in this world would perish and live eternity apart from God. He sent his son. Jesus went through an incredibly painful time. Talk about tribulation. Last week we talked about tribulation. I mean, he actually asked for this cup to be passed but not my will, but yours. And he goes through that and gets crucified on the cross for you and I so that we could have freedom in him, so that we could get on that plane, so that we could have that relationship. John 17, three says this, now this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have have sent. See, a lot of times people think eternal life starts when you die. Church, I'm telling you, eternal life started the day you asked Jesus into your heart. Because the destination is not heaven. The destination is a relationship with the pilot. See, when you understand that, then you can get on that plane and you don't care where Jesus takes you. You're just glad you're in that relationship. Oh, that's good. You're just saying, Jesus, take me wherever you want. I just want to go with you. I just want to hang out with you. The thing that changed my life was I had a friend from high school show up out of the blue, invite me to church, and I went to church with him, 
And I grew up Catholic, just so that you know. So I went to a church that's kind of like Jubilee Fellowship. I was freaking out. I was like, what in the world? First of all, they didn't kneel. And then people were raising their hands and clapping. And I was like, this is a little weird for me. Um, and so I think he probably saw that in my face as we got in the car to go back. And he goes, you know what? He goes, Dan, I just want to let you know, God doesn't want religion from you. He doesn't want religion. You know what Jesus wants? You know why he died? He wants a relationship with you. He wants a walking, talking relationship. Church, I will never forget that. I will never forget that. Lone Tree, he wants a walking, talking relationship with you. Highlands Ranch, he wants to fellowship with you every single day. Castle Rock, he just wants to be a part of everything that you do. Lakewood, he wants to be involved in every detail of your life. I put in my notes, I don't believe it's in yours, this statement. Jesus doesn't want the things that you can do for him. He just wants you. Jesus doesn't want the things that you can do for him. He just wants you. And there's something in our flesh and in our human nature that makes us think that we have to earn that relationship. We're talking about the essentials of our faith. Ephesians says that we are saved by grace and grace alone, not by any work that we do so that no man can boast. It is by grace and the grace that Jesus gave to us on that cross, period. It's what makes Christianity different from all the other religions, church. Look into it. Every other religion and every other belief system, they have to earn their way to heaven or earn their way to nirvana, or earn their way to ultimate peace, whatever it would be. The difference with Jesus Christ is that it's solely based on what he did and what he did alone. Nothing else matters when it comes to salvation. Now, I, I understand and just for those that are going, well, hey, Dan, be careful what you're teaching here uh, because if you just tell people that, they'll just keep on going sinning and not. <sighs> Here's the truth. When you get saved from death to life, there is something inside of you that goes, I will do, so I will do whatever it takes. I, I, will, I will do whatever you need me to do. See, when I'm hanging out with my wife, there are certain things I do for her just because I love her so much. I still don't know why you married me. My money, my money, <laughs> my money, <laughs> yes, oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, there's certain things in, in marriage that the husband ends up doing just because that's how it works out for the couple, and the wife ends up doing. Uh, do you know, one of those things, Kim, Kim cooks up most of the meals, but we live together in relationship, not because she cooks those meals, okay? I, I don't go to her, you know what, I'll stay in relationship as long as you keep those meals going. <laughs> How many of you know I'd be in trouble if I do that? <laughs> okay, we laugh, but why is it that we think that God is expecting us to do a bunch of stuff? Why do we think that God is expecting us to cook the meals 
so that we can have that relationship. Church, that is just not the case. And I know with Scripture that in, in the entirety, there are works that He does have planned for us, but those works are a joy as a husband would do something for his wife because of the relationship, not to keep the relationship. Does that, does that make sense? So it ties into the third thing that you have to have, and that is your ID. And again, they go hand in hand. Um, when I travel, I put my boarding pass or my ticket and my ID together, and I hand it together. And I would submit to you that they're equally as important. You have to understand that Jesus died for you. You have to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that, that God sent him on your behalf. But then you also have to understand who you are in him. And you hand those together. There's an interesting um, section of scripture in Matthew 7. And to be honest with you, when you read it, it's kind of scary. Because this is what it says, Matthew 7, 22. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Now, as you can see, and we've, I've taught this before, but um, we're talking about giving prophetic words driving out demons and performing miracles in the name of Jesus Christ. Could it be possible that people try to earn their way onto the flight? Not understanding that God simply wants to give them an ID card to get them on. See, when you try to do the things that other people are doing because God's asked them to do it, you're doing works. And that is the incorrect ID card to give. Lord, help me share your heart in this. I, I'm studying through this. Um, actually, I wasn't actually studying for this message. I was just doing my own personal Bible study, and I ran across this section in Galatians, and I felt like the Lord told me to put it in here at this point. Because we have a lot of people that are trying to, to board that plane based on the works they do. And Galatians 3, 10 through 13 says this, all who rely on observing the law are under a curse. For it is written, cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. Um, let, me, let me paraphrase this with a little bit of my paraphrasing. It says at the very beginning, all, those, all who rely on observing the law are under a curse. Um, let me put it this way. If you are doing anything to try to earn the favor and the keep of the Lord, you're actually putting yourself under a curse. I know you, I got you thinking right now. I, if, if you're anything like me, I'm thinking about all the things I do without hearing from God and going, uh-oh. It goes on and says, clearly no one is justified before God by the law. Clearly, no one is justified by God, by the law, because the righteous live by faith. The law is not based on faith. On contrary, the man who does these things will live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law and by becoming a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everything who is hung on, the, on a tree. So human nature wants to prove that we're worthy 
Jesus said, you're worthy because I died on the tree. As a matter of fact, the Word of God says that Jesus became a curse so that we could have freedom. And the thing that God really showed me in that is that every time I do something apart from hearing from God, and I know the last few times I've actually been talking a lot about this, and I'm just going to keep going and keep going until the Lord releases me and tells me not to. But here's the truth. If you do anything that is apart from hearing from the voice of God, you are operating under the law. And if you are operating under the law, you are actually taking Jesus off the cross and putting the curse back on you. Your ID comes from the understanding that you are justified and you are righteous simply by the blood of Jesus Christ. When God looks at you, he doesn't look at you. He sees Jesus. When you ask Jesus into your heart and you believe that God raised him from the dead, the word of God says that God does no longer look at you and your fallen nature, but he looks at the blood of Jesus Christ and that's how he sees you. This is an incredibly hard thing to grasp because you and I look at a mirror every single day. And when we look at that mirror, we see all the blemishes and all the flaws. And uh, I, would, I would bet to say that a majority of us in here don't look at the mirror and go, dang, I look good. Why not? Why is that? Because we see our imperfections. We're our own worst critic. And so then we take that mentality and that mindset and we apply it to our relationship with Jesus. And we stand before the mirror of our relationship with him and see all of our blemishes and all of our characteristics flaws. Do you know what the Bible says that when we are born again, we become new in him? And if we become new in him, we have new characteristics and those characteristics are the new qualities that we have inside of us. We just gotta recognize those. You know, Galatians, this isn't even in my notes, so I'm just rolling with it. Galatians says the fruit of the Spirit is love, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-goodness. Against these, there's no law. Hey, listen, stop praying for patience. You have it. We all have that person that's hard to love. Don't raise your hand. And so you find yourself going, God, help me to give me love for this. Guess what? You have it. What's going on is you don't realize your ID in him. Who you are in him. We all struggle with this. This is the maturity in our walk. This is something that you grow in every single day is understanding who you are in Christ. But if you're trying to earn it, if you are trying to earn it, those are the ones I believe that Jesus said, I never knew you. I shot out a Facebook question real quick. I said, what are the three most important things 
to, your, to what you believe. And I got all kinds of great responses. I mean, uh, the Bible is the inerrant word of God. Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. One guy's response. And the interesting thing about this is I will never forget the first email I got from this guy. He was brand new to the church, and he came from a legalist background. And he was really struggling with what we taught in regards to grace. But here was his response to that question. What are the three most important essentials to you, what you believe? One, a confidence in who Jesus is. Two, a confidence in who Jesus says I am. Three, a confidence that I can walk this out every day. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9 says, For we, it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not from yourself. It is the gift of God, not by works. Church, I'll finish with this. Pastor Marcus actually gave the teaching team a great illustration of this. It's not about who you are. It's about who you're with. Have you ever seen these famous people that go traveling along with their entourages? Do you realize that every single person that is with them, if they got lost out of that group, they wouldn't be allowed anywhere that whole entourage is going? Ooh, is that, I don't know if that's coming across. When somebody famous goes into a place where the normal public people can't get into, their whole group of people get to go into that place, not because of who they are, but simply because of who that famous person is. And that famous person goes, hey, these people are with me. They get to come in, and the people go, great, go ahead. Church, it's not about who you are. It's about who Jesus Christ is. It is truly what separates us from all the other belief systems. You know, we serve a God that created the heaven and earth with such intricate detail. I know I've said it, I'll say it again. We're far enough away from the sun that we don't burn up but we're close enough that we don't freeze. The plants give off just enough oxygen. Do you realize the oxygen level has to be like between 22 and 23% or we would all die? And yet, that's exactly what the atmosphere gives off so that we can breathe, so that we can live. Look at the mountains. Think about the rain. Think about our human bodies. Do you realize the complication, how complicated we are in regards to just our human bodies in order to just walk and talk. He is an incredible, detailed creator. And there's this thinking out here that God created human beings and said, good luck. To me, that goes absolutely contrary to his nature. If he's so detailed 
and he's so intricate about everything he does, why would he then just go, okay, 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 good luck? I believe he didn't do that. He said, okay, 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 okay. Adam and Eve, oh man, they messed up. Gotta come up with another, okay, okay. Jesus. And he created a very detailed way to have relationship with him because ultimately you and I were created so that we could have fellowship with him. And he gave it to us through Jesus Christ and through the Holy Spirit. And again, it's not about a bunch of do's and don'ts. I gotta do this and I gotta, I can't do that. That's not what Christianity is about. The essentials of our faith is simply understanding who Jesus is. Understanding that he wants a relationship with us and walking that relationship out each and every day to the best of our abilities. Kim and I in our relationship, when things are going good, we're communicating good, we're listening, we're talking to each other, and every once in a while, I won't listen. Every once in a while, she won't listen. And when our marriage is really rough, we both don't listen, okay? Here's the cool thing about God. He's constant. The Word of God says He's the vine and we're the branches, and when we cling to Him, we're set, okay? He stays the same. All we have to do is come to Him and begin to walk with Him every single day. I was telling somebody actually um, this weekend, when you find yourself not hearing from God, it's probably because you stopped listening. Well, it's not probably, because you stopped listening, because He's constant. He wants a walking, talking relationship with you. That's the essential of our faith. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the fact that you sent your son on our behalf. And Lord, I pray that you would just confirm in every single heart that is listening to me right now. God, I pray that you would let every single person that is hearing my words let them know that they know if they are in that walking, talking relationship. And Lord, if they cannot answer yes to that question, then Lord, I pray that you would, by your Holy Spirit, begin to confirm whether the things that I have spoken today are true and accurate. And God, I pray that you would begin to stir in their hearts an understanding that you so love them individually that you know the number of hair on their head, that you love them so much that you sent your son to die on their behalf so that they could have fellowship with you, so that they could hear your voice, so that they could be led and guided by you, counseled by you, And God, I thank you so much for the fact that, again, it's not about what we do. It's solely about what Jesus did. And it doesn't matter what our past is. It doesn't matter the things that we have done. God, if we could count up and go through the horrible things that have been done in this room or at the Highlands Ranch campus, or Lakewood campus, or Castle Rock campus. God, if we could tabulate those things, it would be incredibly 
horrific. But it's through the blood of Jesus Christ that you see us. And God, we thank you so much for that. And if you are listening to me right now, and there's something that is stirring in your heart, and you are going, oh, I need that relationship. I didn't realize that it wasn't about do's and don'ts. I, I didn't realize that it was solely about calling on the name of Jesus Christ and believing in him. I'm gonna give you an opportunity in just a minute to respond. See, the greatest day of my life was when that individual told me that God wanted a relationship with me because it changed every day since then. And I'm here to tell you that God wants a walking, talking relationship with you. He doesn't want religion. He doesn't want you to start to complete a do's and don'ts list. He wants a relationship with you. And if that is you at any of our campuses, and you say, Dan, I want to ask Jesus into my heart. With every head bowed and eye closed, I just simply want you to lift your hand. Dan, I need to ask Jesus into my heart. Pray for me. Again, Lone Tree Campus, Highlands Ranch, Castle Rock, Lakewood. Just lift your hand. I need to ask Jesus into my heart. Heavenly Father, you see these individuals with their hands lifted up and their hearts laid before you. And God, I pray that you would touch them exactly right where they are. And Lord, I pray that you would come in and you would give them such life and such an understanding of the love and the compassion and the grace and the mercy that you have for them. God, I pray that you would help them to see that this truly is just the essentials of the faith. That they don't have to burden themselves with a bunch of carry-on luggage. But Lord, it is simply about a relationship with your son Jesus and the fact that the Holy Spirit wants to speak with them and guide them and lead them. And God, I pray that you would instruct them each and every day from this day forward. And Lord, we thank you for these things in your name. And everybody said, amen. Now real quick, at all campuses, um, we have packets of information. If you made that decision and you lifted up your hands or hand um, and you asked Jesus in your heart, even if you didn't lift up your hand and you asked Jesus into your heart, um, in the back of every sanctuary, they will have these packets. And it's just basically information about the decision you made. And we would like you to grab those packets. For the rest of us, hey, what a great reminder of the essentials of what we believe. And as we turn it over to the worship teams, I want you to just, um, you know, if you didn't have to raise your hand because you know that you know that you have that relationship, you should be the first ones that go, praise God, and worship him right now. And so we've got the crosses in which you can write what God's speaking to you and pin it to the cross. We've got the candles, God be the light in the area of my life. We've got communion stations. Uh, pastors or leaders will be serving wine. And at the tables, we have juice and bread. We've got the prayer teams in back. But whatever it is, let's just worship God and thank him 
for the fact that our destination is the relationship that we have with Him.